baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. A pregnant woman was shot one week ago today in Hutchinson, and now her unborn baby has died. According to the Hutchinson Police Department, they got a call early on the morning last Friday, the report of an accidental shooting at a residence. Hutchinson police officers met with a 30-year-old pregnant woman in her second trimester. She had been shot in her side. The woman was hospitalized in Wichita. The investigation revealed that an armed man, a 23-year-old, was looking into a noise near the front of his home. As he turned back to go inside, his gun fired, and the woman ended up getting shot. According to Hutchinson police, on Tuesday this week, they were made aware the baby no longer had a heartbeat and had died. Yesterday, that man from Hutchinson was arrested on suspicion of involuntary manslaughter, and he's now being held at the Reno County Correctional Facility on a $10,000 bond. President Biden travels overseas for a string of conferences. Egypt will be the first stop for President Biden as he addresses climate change at the COP27 climate conference, where the administration says the commander-in-chief will meet with Egypt's president. It's part of a multinational overseas trip National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says will address major global issues. We believe that we are in a strong position to both navigate competition and to work with partners to solve the great challenges of our time. Sullivan says the president will then spend the weekend in Cambodia for the East Asia Summit, then to the G20 Summit in Indonesia early next week. The president plans to meet for the first time with President Xi Jinping of China and discuss with other leaders issues like global infrastructure and the war in Ukraine. Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. Humankind Ministries opened its emergency winter shelters because of the cold temperatures last night. And then starting out next week on Tuesday and running all the way until the end of March, the shelters will then move from a nightly operation to a 24-7 service. Organizers say no reservations are required. The storm known as Nicole is losing its strength, but it's still dropping rain on inland areas after destroying beachfront homes yesterday. This report from Broward County, Florida. Nicole's storm surge washed out foundations of beachside homes in Daytona and raised the level of canals in nearby Port Orange. Luckily, we're on a little higher ground, and we're very fortunate. Allison Boone's home survived, but... Everybody was flooded, like, up to, you know, three feet up. Um, And this, where we're standing, our cul-de-sac was flooded up all the way to probably my shoulders. The storm also caused hundreds of thousands of power outages. It's now traveling north to the western side of Georgia and the Carolinas. In Broward County, Florida, Eben Brown, Fox News. A Wichita man sentenced to life in prison for sexually assaulting a child under the age of 10. 37-year-old Jared McGuire was charged with sexually assaulting a girl from the summer of 2016 for nearly a period of four years. In September, McGuire pleaded guilty to all counts. According to the state statute, McGuire will be eligible for parole after 25 years, and he must register as a sex offender. We'll be taking a look at Sedgwick County election results, what's going on with Twitter, and a really interesting archaeological find in Italy. 
plus the KSN Storm Track 3 forecast with meteorologist Warren Sears. That's all coming up. KNSS News Time, 705. Seven oh nine with Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Angela Cadillo tells KNSS News, uh, KNSS News she's pleased with this week's polling. You know, by and large, everything went really smoothly, and I credit that really um, to our election workers. We had a fantastic group of people that came out and worked. Uh, they work really long hours for not a lot of pay. They're super patient, but beyond that. You know, the voters do a great job. They're patient. They come in with good attitudes, happy to vote. Our media partners really did a great job of helping us get the word out about the options so people could vote early if they wanted to. Cadillo says turnout will probably end up about 45 percent. That's uh, less than the predictions going into it. A new report says the use of racial slurs on Twitter skyrocketed soon after Elon Musk closed his deal on the social media platform. The Center for Countering Digital Hate says a racial epithet used to attack black people was found more than 26,000 times in the week after Musk took ownership. That's three times the average for a week in 2022. A slur used to attack trans people went up 53 percent. Offensive terms for homosexuals, Jews, and Hispanics also increased. But Twitter's head of trust and safety, Yoel Roth, said the platform had made significant progress in bringing the numbers down. He said hateful activity on the service is now about 95% lower than it was before the new ownership. Jill Nato, Fox News. 710 with Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. A stalled out vehicle this morning. This is a northbound I-235. It is north of Zoo Boulevard. That's the area that we're talking about there. And as volumes pick up, you can sometimes see slowdowns around areas like that. Uh, right now, the traffic volumes in that area, not too bad. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And let's take a look at our weather forecast live. It's the KSN Storm Track 3 forecast with meteorologist Warren Sears. Hello, Warren. Hey, good morning. How are we doing today on this Friday? Good, good. How are you? Good. You know, a little shock to the system for sure after what we had yesterday morning. Uh, temperatures were in the upper 60s yesterday, and we have fallen significantly. It is cold to start our day. So if you haven't stepped outside yet, uh, mentally and physically prepare for uh, definitely a colder air mass that has set in place. Uh, we're looking at highs today struggling to only make it to about 39 degrees with a north breeze 10 to 25 miles per hour. That'll relax a little bit later on this evening as we head into tonight with a north wind 8 to 18. But still, tonight dropping to about 20 degrees. So you factor in that wind. Feels like temperatures yet again tonight will plummet into the teens. So some colder air is uh, working in and it's sticking around for the weekend 42 on Saturday. We'll see some sunshine turning partly cloudy. 
And then uh, we're looking at 49 on Sunday. That's the warmest day I have of the next seven. Whoa. So we went from well above to now well below average for this time of year. And uh, most of next week favoring the 40s for highs. We need to watch out for a little rain snow mix there on Monday. We need to iron out some details. Just about a 20% chance as of right now. It looks like the bulk of that system will stay to our south, but uh, still could have a few little showers. So some of them will watch. Aside from that, though, this cooler air, the main, really the main story here over the next few days. Right now, it's 26, which doesn't sound horribly cold, but that wind is out of the north at 22 with gusts to 33, allowing our feels-like temperatures at the moment. Our wind chill is 12. So uh, bundle up, throw on those extra layers, and uh, you'll likely need them for the rest of the day. Any late season football tonight will also be a little on the chilly side yeah it, it happened so quickly warren yesterday morning you could you could actually see that dark cloud along the west and the north coming our way and i left the parking lot here yesterday morning and it was it was i think it was 70 degrees my car said by the time i got home it was in the 50s it came yep. quick it sure did and you know what we officially and and 50 minutes we dropped uh like 15 or 16 yeah. degrees so Woo. yeah it was it was significant and uh, unfortunately no major warm-ups on the way so this is what we got to deal with for a little while all right but the sun is coming out this weekend <laughs> yes yes we should see uh unfortunately a few more clouds today we'll move through but yeah sun at times over the next few and it's going to be dry so it'll be that at least will be a positive for sure oh one more question will the wind die down this weekend Yes, so at least a little bit compared to this morning. Uh, by the afternoon and evening, we'll be a little bit lighter tonight, about 8 to 18, and that's going to carry us into tomorrow. So noticeable breeze, not horribly windy, but uh, yes, that'll at least knock down a little bit. Gotcha. Hey, Warren, thanks for the info. Have a great weekend. Of course. Thanks. You guys, too. That is the KSN Storm Track 3 forecast with meteorologist Warren Sears, live right here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. 714 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. We have a, of course, this is Veterans Day, and there will be a lot of activity in the nation's capital today. Of course, President Biden is overseas, so some of the duties he usually does on Veterans Day will be performed by Vice President Kamala Harris. The Vice President will be attending a wreath laying ceremony at the National Veterans Day Observance at Arlington National Cemetery. First Lady Jill Biden will also be there, and then the Vice President will deliver remarks at Arlington today. Usually the president does that. Uh, other things going on in the nation's capital today. The Friends of the National World War II Memorial pay tribute to the greatest generation, a ceremony remembering and honoring the more than 16 million men and women who served in the U.S. Armed Forces during World War II. That'll be a special Veterans Day event hosted at the memorial on the National Mall. Of course, former Kansas Senator Bob Dole, the late Bob Dole, was a huge force behind getting that memorial built and he loved uh, spending time there. Uh, the Doughboy Foundation is hosting a Bells of Peace commemoration at the National World War I Memorial in the nation's capital. Uh, the governor of Maryland will be leading the rededication for the newly restored Bladensburg Peace Cross in Bladensburg, Maryland today on Veterans Day. The Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund and the National Park Service are hosting a special Veterans Day observance this afternoon on the 40th anniversary of the dedication of the Vietnam Memorial on the National Mall. Also this afternoon, the U.S. Navy Memorial is holding a wreath-laying ceremony honoring our nation's sailors and showing appreciation to their service and sacrifice. 
And also this afternoon in the nation's capital, the Korean War Veterans Memorial Foundation is hosting a brief ceremony and wreath presentation at the Korean War Veterans Memorial, honoring all veterans who served in the Korean War. So that's uh, some of the many things going on today in the nation's capital. On the national level, of course, Wichita has an event down at Veterans Park today as well. So that's always a very wonderful event to attend. It's going to be nice and cold and windy today, I guess, for that. But, you know, it comes with this time of the year. Sometimes it's a nice day. Sometimes (laughs) it's kind of like this. Hey, sometimes it's been like this since before Thanksgiving or before uh, Halloween. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you look at the record lows sometimes, oh, 16 degrees. Yeah, sometimes it's pretty chilly. Yeah, <laughs> and we we have a very chilly. It's wind like Warren just said. Wind chill is twelve right now, so it's a uh, it's pretty cold out there this morning, and it's not going to warm up all that much this weekend. All right, it is seven seventeen with Stephen Ted here on KNSS, and let's see what's going on in the world of sports. We'll start out with pro football coming up on Sunday afternoon up at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. The first place Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars coming into Arrowhead. FanDuel has Chiefs as a a 9.5-point favorite into this one. Uh, The Chiefs lead the league, averaging 30 points a game. And not surprisingly, FanDuel expects this to be the highest-scoring game of the weekend in the NFL. The Jaguars, of course, uh, they've lost five times in a row to the Chiefs, haven't won a game in Kansas City in 15 years as these two go at it. The Chiefs also love the month of November. The Chiefs have won 10 straight games in the month of November. They'll be trying to extend that on Sunday as well. Wow. (laughs) Mitch Holtis is the play-by-play voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs radio crew will begin their pregame show at 11 o'clock Sunday morning. The game will kick off at noon Sunday from Arrowhead. And you can all listen to it all live right here on your home of the Chiefs in Wichita, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Tune in Sunday afternoon for Chiefs football. Of course, our live visit with Mitch Holtis comes up less than an hour from now at 810 this morning. Make sure you hear from that. A great Always segment. a good time, yeah. Yep. And somehow, Mitch will relate this Jacksonville Chiefs game to Shocker football. Part of our big Shocker football update. That'll be fun. Mitch at 810 this morning. Be here for that. All right. Uh, college football tomorrow. Kansas is on the road, heading down to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. Jayhawks with a record of 6-3, and three, although KU is a three-and-a-half-point underdog heading to Lubbock. Uh, KU has only won one game ever on the road at Texas Tech. That was 21 years ago. KU at Texas Tech, live pregame coverage at 4.30 tomorrow afternoon. The game will kick off at 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. Listen to the Jayhawks on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. 19th-ranked Kansas State is on the road at Baylor tomorrow evening. 6 o'clock kickoff in Waco. Both teams have the exact same record. Baylor has a three-game winning streak. K-State has lost two of its last three. And yet, K-State is ranked in the top 20. Baylor is not. Hmm. FanDuel has the Wildcats as a two-and-a-half-point underdog going down to Waco. K-State has lost its last four meetings against the Bears. That'll kick off at 6 o'clock in Waco tomorrow night. Nationally televised on FS1. High school football. We're down to the quarterfinals all over the state tonight. In some of the action in Class 4A, Andover Central is on the road visiting undefeated Wamigo. Tough game for Andover Central tonight. Circle at McPherson. Circle is 8-2. and two. McPherson is 9-1. and one. Big matchup. Undefeated Andale is on the road at Rock Creek, 9-1. and one. What a matchup there in the quarterfinals in Class 3A. Also in Class 3A, Cheney at Clay Center. 
Cheney is 8-2 heading into that one. And in Class 2A, undefeated Kingman is on the road. Kingman is 10-0 visiting Beloit. Some of the action tonight, of course, here in town in the area. We've got uh, in Class 6A, we've got Derby hosting Washburn Rural. Northwest is on the road visiting undefeated Manhattan. In 5A tonight, big game in Mays. Undefeated Mays hosting Hutchinson. All right, some of the games we're looking at in high school football in the quarterfinals tonight. We've got college men's basketball on our plate. Wichita State is at home tomorrow afternoon hosting Alcorn State. Second game of the season for the Shockers. That'll tip off at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon in Coke Arena. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl will have the coverage live on 103.7 KEYN for the Shockers. The Kansas State men are on the road visiting California at 6 o'clock this evening. First visit to Berkeley in 16 years. K-State is off to a 1-0 start. FanDuel has the Wildcats as a six-and-a-half point favorite at Cal this evening. Last night in Lawrence, fifth-ranked Kansas beat North Dakota State 82-59. KU is off to a 2-0 start on the season, a game you heard last night on KFH. The Wichita State volleyball team is home this weekend at Coke Arena tonight, 7 o'clock against Tulane, Sunday at noon against 23rd-ranked Houston. And there's only three more home matches left in the season for soccer volleyball, and two of them are this weekend, tonight and Sunday afternoon. We have hockey here in town this weekend. The third-place Wichita Thunder hosting the bottom team in the league, the Iowa Heartlanders, 7 o'clock tomorrow night downtown, and then uh, the Kansas City Mavericks here in town, 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Both those games at Intrust Bank Arena. The Thunder has won three of its last four games. Go back to college football for a little bit. Juco football tomorrow. 13th-ranked Butler Community College wrapping up the regular season on the road at Ellsworth, Iowa. Ellsworth is not a good team. Butler should get a win. Dennis Higgins has live coverage beginning at 11.30 tomorrow morning, and that game is on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Huge Juco matchup. Number one-ranked undefeated Hutchinson will finish the regular season visiting fourth-ranked Iowa Western. <laughs> wow. That'll be at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. A big game between those two top four teams in the nation. Friends University will wrap up its football season tomorrow afternoon on the road at 15th-ranked Avila. Friends has split its last six games. Big one in Winfield tomorrow afternoon to finish the regular season. 10th-ranked Southwestern with a record of 8-1, and one, hosting 25th-ranked Kansas Wesleyan. And in college football tomorrow, huge game in Emporia. 20th-ranked Emporia State hosting 10th-ranked Northwest Missouri State. Top 20 matchup. It looks like basically the winner will probably make the NCAA Division II tournament, and the loser might not. Hmm. So a lot on the line in Emporia tomorrow afternoon. Emporia State has lost 28 times in a row to Northwest Missouri. And undefeated fourth-ranked Pittsburgh State hosting Fort Hayes State to finish the regular season. Pittsburgh State Gorillas are 10-0, and looking for an undefeated regular season. That's tomorrow afternoon in Pittsburgh. That's sports with Stephen Ted on KNSS. 7.23 with Stephen Ted. We'll be taking a look at traffic and weather update as well. And... Doctors receive a donated heart that stopped beating, and they use it to save a patient. Really interesting stuff coming up on House Call for Health. That's next on KNSS. A nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. KNSS. 
Good morning. It is 731. You are listening to 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is Veterans Day, Friday, November 11th. Currently 26 degrees, wind chill of 12. We have a gusty wind out of the north. Abortion rights supporters secured another win yesterday. Voters in Montana rejected a ballot measure. It would have forced medical workers to intercede in the case of a baby born after an attempted abortion. The result caps a string of ballot defeats. Months after the Supreme Court's decision overturning Roe v. Wade galvanized abortion rights voters, Michigan, California, Vermont voted to enshrine abortion rights in their state constitutions. Voters in Kentucky rejected an anti-abortion amendment in a tally echoing a similar vote back in August here in Kansas. A ballot-counting cliffhanger in Arizona. Vote counting continues in Arizona's high-stakes Senate race between incumbent Democrat Mark Kelly and his GOP challenger Blake Masters. In Maricopa County, the state's largest, Board of Supervisors Chairman Bill Gates explains. We had 290,000 mail-in ballots dropped off at our vote centers on Election Day. That broke the previous record by 70%. They also signature verify each and will allow folks until Wednesday to cure or fix their ballot if officials can't verify their signature. Gates adds officials are working 14 to 18 hour days and will work through the weekend. In Arizona, Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Wichita is ready for winter weather whenever it arrives. Mayor Brandon Whipple and public works officials said the department has eight brine trucks for the pre-treatment of roads, and they have more than five dozen snow plows. When winter weather does hit the streets, the streets are treated as a top priority. With over 5,000 5, lane miles and limited resources, it is impossible to effectively treat all our city streets. Uh, so we first focus on the 1,500 lane miles of emergency routes in major uh, arteries. And the mayor adds the city is fully stocked with 6,000 tons of a 50-50 salt sand mix. And more than 17,000 tons of salt are on hand, and that would help make an additional 35,000 tons of a salt-sand mix, should it be necessary. The Kansas Food Bank in Wichita has been providing groceries for public pantries since the early 1980s. Food Bank President and CEO Brian Walker tells KNSS News the food bank was started to help people during a downturn at the local aircraft plants. Food Bank was formed at that time. Um, the first year of operations, it was really just focused on uh, folks in the aircraft industry. And they distributed about 100,000 pounds for the whole year, right? So now we're at a pa- uh, point we're doing about 16 million pounds a year, um, serving 85 counties of the state of Kansas um, out of Wichita. Brian Walker is our guest this weekend on Issues 2022. That's tomorrow morning and Sunday morning, both at 8 o'clock, right here on KNSS. It is Friday, November 11th, here on Veterans Day, and let's take a look at our weather forecast heading into this weekend with meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A blast of cold air is settled into south-central Kansas, and this is going to stick around for a while. Temperatures fell below freezing overnight, and we will continue rather cold throughout most of the day with a north wind gusting up to 30 miles per hour or high 38. Tonight's low 19, sunny 42 tomorrow. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. And currently in Wichita, we have a mostly clear sky, 26 degrees. We have a wind out of the north gusting up to 28 miles per hour with a wind chill of 12 this morning here on Veterans Day, Friday, November 11th.
735 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. We were just mentioning it is Veterans Day. Let's check in with Fox News Radio's Jeff Manasso live in Chicago this morning here on Veterans Day. And, of course, that means a lot of thank yous and remembrances and a lot of observances today, Jeff. Yeah, good morning. So events are happening, parades, ceremonies from big cities to the smallest towns across America today. And honoring the men and, and women who've served this country on, on this Veterans Day. And, you know, uh, a bunch of retailers are also offering our, our vets some, some some pretty cool discounts and free meals and things like that. Major chains, Home Depot, Nordstrom, Bed Bath Beyond, Macy's, others, uh, in-store and online discounts for vets, uh, as well as active duty member, uh, military members, and uh, restaurants, Starbucks, Applebee's, Olive Garden, IHOP, Wednesday, Wendy's. Uh, offering free meals and discounts today to them. It's you know it's not a lot, it's a little something, but it just says it just says thank you on behalf of of corporate America anyway, uh, as uh, as uh, people across this country are are thanking our vets in in, in their own ways. Uh, again, from big cities to small towns, pretty cool. Yeah, and we you know it, it's great to see the goodwill heading towards veterans. When you think back a half century ago. That wasn't always the case, but I'm glad we're in the better atmosphere we are now. Yeah, no no doubt about it. In fact, I, I spoke to a veteran uh, yesterday, a Marine Corps veteran by the name of Cole Lyle. He's a combat vet. And he runs this uh, this organization. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's called uh, Mission Roll Call. And, and what he does is he, he goes out and, and he, he helps vets. Uh, cut through the, the the red tape in terms of seeking help that they might need. So if you're a veteran out there, I mean, there there are a lot of places where you can go if you do need some help. Uh, he suffered from PTSD. Uh, he went to the VA, tried to seek some help, tried to get a, a service dog. He was denied, and so he went out and got his own. Uh, Mission Roll Call is one of those one of those many many organizations out there that are there uh, to help assist and and, and to uh, to uh, you know, make things better for for vets who who need it, whether they're combat vets or, or not. Um, PTSD can uh, can uh, you know it, it it can happen whether you whether you served in combat or not. And so um, there are organizations out there. I'm I'm doing a story on that uh, in a podcast today on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition a little bit later on. But uh, you know there are needs out there that our vets that our vets uh, you know they that, that they that they do need and. Um, and hopefully they'll they'll get those services that uh, that they so so that they deserve. <laughs> but uh, but today is a day that we all say thank you to them. Hopefully they they receive those uh, warm warm wishes of of you know good health and and happiness. And uh, you know I, I teach my kids to say thank you for your service mm-hmm. to, to vets and to police officers. And I I just I asked I asked them I said does that mean anything to you when people come up to you and just say thank you for your service? And he said well. You know, it, it, as long as it's not, it, you don't feel like you have to do it. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, he's like, sometimes it just feels like people, uh, they, they feel like they have to say that. But but others, you can really tell that they, they really mean it. So if you, if you say it, uh, mean it. But uh, but today is, is uh, you know, it, it's the day that, uh, that we do say thank you and honor them for their service. Because whether you're combat or not, whether we're wartime or not, mm-hmm. um, their role really does keep us safe. And, uh, yeah, it extends worldwide and, and uh, hits all sections of society, those folks that help us and help freedom exist in this world. Hey, Fox News Radio's Jeff Manasso. Jeff, uh, I assume Chicago has weathered election, uh, election Day this week and is moving on in towards the weekend. 
Yeah, moving on and towards the weekend, and now the uh, the mayor's race, which is uh, kicking the high gear. That's going to happen in February. And uh, uh, Jesus Chuy Garcia, congressman, now says he's going to run. I think he's like the 10th or 11th person who's going to try and run against uh, Lori Lightfoot. So things are already heating back up into election mode. I uh, hear, and the commercials have already begun. So. Okay, good. <laughs> it's great it never ends it never ends hey jeff thanks for checking in with us have a good weekend you too that's fox news radio's jeff manasso live in chicago talking a little bit about veterans day today and checking in with us it's 7 uh 740 with Stephen ted here on knss jad i want to go to italy where archaeologists made a pretty interesting discovery more than two thousand years in the making an incredibly significant find in italy has archaeologists over the moon 24 bronze statues retrieved from under an ancient bathhouse in Tuscany. It's the most important find in Italy in 50 years and possibly the most important bronze discovery when it comes to ancient Mediterranean history. The statues date back 2,300 years and were found buried under 6,000 gold, bronze, and silver coins. The images of their retrieval were dramatic. They remained remarkably intact, preserved as they were by mud and boiling thermal water. They bear inscriptions in both Latin and Etruscan and have given history buffs something to rejoice this week. Amy Kellogg, Fox News. All right, that's a pretty cool discovery. And here's another one. Uh, You know, it's not just us modern folks that have bad hair days. Archaeologists in Israel found a 3,700-year-old comb. Whether crew-cut, curly, or crimped, Ancient Canaanites were just as in need of a neat head of hair as we are, and just like we do, this ivory comb shows they had the tools for the job. But what's inscribed on it tells us not just what was on their head, but also what was in their mind. May this tusk root out the lice of the hair and beard. It's thought to be the oldest full sentence ever found in Canaanite script. Researchers say the writing suggests its practitioners stood out among early civilizations for their use of the written word. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. <laughs> so, so, yeah, in Italy they found all those amazing statues, and then over in Israel they found a, a, a 3,700-year-old comb. <laughs> oh, wow. There's all, yeah, who knows, there's all sorts of stuff buried underneath. Yep. Yeah, it's a matter of finding it. Just got to find it. It is 742 <laughs> with Stephen Ted here. We'll, we'll talk some more about Veterans Day coming up. And don't forget, we are a half hour away from our live visit with Mitch Holtis, the play-by-play voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, the Chiefs always really do a lot of really interesting stuff relating to Veterans Day. So we'll, uh, we'll, ask Mitch, we'll talk with Mitch about that as well. That's mid, at 810 this morning. A half hour from now, don't miss it. KNSS Newstime, 742. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. with Stephen Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Coming up, we'll be taking a look at 
a Wichita Business Journal update with local business stories on the way. We'll tell you about multifamily housing in downtown Wichita. It's pretty full right now. That'll be coming up on the Business Journal Report. Now, Stephen Ted, it's time for three big things. Three. The Kansas Board of Education recommending that the state's public school districts eliminate Native American branding and mascots. Two. Two people killed in a crash early last evening in North Wichita. A man and a woman were changing a flat tire, and they were hit and killed by a pickup truck. One. Today is Veterans Day, a federal holiday. We're observing it annually on November 11th, honoring military veterans of the U.S. Three big things with Stephen Ted, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. The traffic volumes here in Wichita, they are picking up. Seeing some heavier traffic volumes out there at the moment. Not really seeing it slowing anything down too badly, though, with uh, one exception, and that is that... uh, construction area at I-135, the K-96 exiting on to northbound I-135, running fairly slow right now. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. It's brought to you by Joe DeBrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire, located downtown at Market and Waterman, and online at carlstire.com, your home for complete car care. And let's take a look at that weather forecast here heading into Veterans Day weekend. Mostly clear right now. It's 26 degrees. We have a wind out of the north gusting up to 28 miles per hour. Wind chill of 12 here this morning. We're looking at a sunny day today with a high of 38 degrees. Might see some clouds by this evening with a low down to 19. It'll be sunny this weekend. High tomorrow, 42. High Sunday, 48. Veterans Day forecast. Hey, hats are back. More popular now than in the last 30 years. No better time to have the staff at Hatman Jacks help you find hats for yourself and just everyone on your gift list. With more than 50 brands to choose from, you're sure to find that cozy hat to fit every lifestyle right there at the clock tower in Delano. Or you can go online to hatmanjacks.com. A great place to visit, Hatman Jacks. 749 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS coming up on Sunday night at 7 o'clock on KNSS. The weekly edition of the John Whitmer Show with host John Whitmer. Hello, John. Good morning, Ted. Uh, your, you know, your three big things are always uh, timely and thought-provoking. I, I, you just read them off there, and I, I, I planned on kind of wrapping, talking about what we we're going to talk about on Sunday. But you mentioned that first one, the state school board, yeah, recommending uh, Native Americans school districts get rid of Native American mascots and 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 names and. Uh, I don't know, Ted, you tell me, but we've had now uh, almost a decade worth of either flat, stagnant, or declining performance in reading and math Mm -hmm. standards statewide. Mm -hmm. And the state school board thinks that the most important thing that we should focus on is mascot and names. I mean, it. it, uh, (laughs) talk about being out of touch. Shouldn't they be focusing on getting student performance up? Shouldn't they be focusing on getting kids ready to graduate and move on to college instead of what the freaking mascot is? You would think. I mean, I'm sorry. I guess part of me is uh, frustrated because we come out of an election like this and we're still divided and and the population still doesn't seem like they can get uh, come to consensus. 
And then you have a state board of education that comes out with a dictate that says we need to focus on what a mascot is. It, 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 that's not going to help us move forward. Well, and even, uh, you know, John, I, last night I drove by Wichita North High School. And, I mean, uh, the Native American theme is embedded into its very architecture. Right. So what are they going to do? Are we going to spend thousands of dollars, taxpayer dollars, to, re, to, to redo the building? And uh, that building, that's, a, that's an iconic building. I know. Uh, just, uh, and, and that money could be spent on teacher salaries and putting iPads in students' hands. It's, it's just so con- indicative of how I think some people aren't focused on what matters. And maybe that's what happened with the election. Maybe, and we're going to look at that on Sunday. We're going to do some election analysis and try and figure out what the Republicans, I mean, we had a wave to an extent. It just crested in Florida, unfortunately. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, and now, now how does Laura Kelly, does she try and work with a much more conservative house? Does she try and work with the Republican majority or does she dig her heels in and keep pushing for things that the House and the Senate aren't going to give her. I, I just, it's going to be very interesting no. to watch this upcoming session. No, as well. she walks down the middle of the road. Right, right. Sure, she does. Sure, she does. And yet, they reelected her. And here's, you know, another thing 100,000 Republicans voted for Jerry Moran and Laura Kelly. Because if you look at these election mm-hmm. numbers, literally, it was Republicans who switched tickets. Who voted, you know, for certain Republican candidates, and then switched over, voted for Laura Kelly, and then switched back and voted for Stephen Johnson and Scott Schwab, but didn't vote for Derek Schmidt. So yeah, obviously there was something there. So it, it's going to be there'll be definitely a post mortem on this election. And of course, you have a big guest coming up on Sunday night too. Yes, uh, former Texas Senator Phil Graham has. They've spent. He and a few uh, economists have done some analysis on the uh, the left's obsession with income inequality, and it's not just a really a, a, a study that picks on the left. It's more: is there really inequality in incomes in this country, or is this just more of a talking point? And so, I wanted to talk to him about. I mean, he spent 20 years in public service, 20 years plus. And it, you know, is this just a, about redistributing of, of wealth, or is there really a sense of inequality? And in, in the numbers bear out that there isn't inequality in incomes in the country. It's just more of a talking point. So we'll talk about that, and we'll talk a little bit about the public discourse and whether or not we can try and find some sense of bipartisanship. So it should be a good show. Yep, good stuff. Great guests, great uh, topics to talk about on Sunday night. John, have a great show. Thank you, sir. And you're doing great this morning flying solo, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. That is John Whitmer. He's the host of the John Whitmer Show every Sunday evening at 7 o'clock right here on KNSS. It'll be good to, good things to talk about on Sunday night with John. It is 7.54. Let's check in and get a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. Multifamily housing in downtown Wichita, almost 100% occupied, according to downtown Wichita's Jason Gregory. And there's usually a waiting list for openings. This fall, the downtown core welcomed the opening of the Kansas College of Osteopathic Medicine, brought a medical school to Wichita, also renovated five downtown buildings. And then uh, there's a, there are plans for a $304 million, 3,000-student biomedical campus collaboration between 
KU School of Medicine and the Wichita State University's College of Health Professions. So it's a good time to be in downtown Wichita. Gregory is Executive Vice President of Downtown Wichita, which is an organization that helps create and support economic development in the area. And he'll be appearing on the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast for the Wichita Business Journal this week, talking about the promising future downtown. The Stanley Black & Decker name may be relatively new to Heston, but the company's commitment to being a good community partner isn't. It's a Connecticut-based company, Stanley Black & Decker, long-standing philosophy toward being involved in the communities where it operates. The company added Heston to that list last year when it purchased Excel Industries, which manufactures commercial and residential turf equipment. And now the focus is to build on community initiatives that are already in place. Stanley Black & Decker is this year's recipient of the Outstanding Corporation Award through the local chapter of the Association of Fundraising Professionals. Stanley Black & Decker employs about 800 folks in Heston, and they also operate a distribution center in Edgerton. And that's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. We'll have more local business news coming up one hour from now. Big 8 o'clock hour on the way here with Steve and Ted. We've got our live weekly visit with Mitch Holtis, play-by-play voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's coming up in 15 minutes. We'll also have entertainment news in the blur at 8.35 with Jad Chambers as your host. That's right. And uh, we'll take a look at... uh... Some interesting news regarding Bob Dylan. We'll have to tell you yep. a little bit more about that coming up on The Blur here in just a little bit. Big 8 o'clock hour on the way. We're glad you're with us here on Veterans Day. It's 7.56 here at KNSS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 